0: Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, a weekly podcast reviewing games
1: from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from a varying skill range. I am your hardcore gamer host, Andrew, and with me as always is our semi-masterful tactician, Keith. What's up? And our first-time tactician, Liz.
2: Hey, guys.
1: And today, we are going over my pick, which is Wargroove. But, before we get into it, Keith has a nice little announcement for you.
3: So, in the next couple weeks, probably two, three, I don't know, we'll see where that goes. You You might have to keep us honest, we are going to be doing a podcast giveaway. Yeah, you heard that, you heard it here. We are going to be doing six months of Xbox Game Pass, so... We will figure out the details on this in the next week or so before we give you uh, exactly how you're going to enter to win that. However, start following us on Twitter now because a lot of details will be there, that, or Facebook. So if you don't know them yet, I guess you can just hear them at the end or fast-forward there, whatever you want to do. I don't know. But look for that and follow the us G? in the meantime. You don't want to fast-forward. Well, don't really fast-forward. But You want to
1: listen to us three idiots talk like we know what we're saying about a game.
3: Speak for <laughs> yourself. <laughs>
1: But, all right, so thank you for that, Keith. Um, so getting back into the episode, so we are going over my Pig War groove, which is from Chucklefish, which they are... <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that adorable chuckle there, Keith. But they're mostly known for kind of uh, their big publishing game, I guess. I think their most prominent one, I know for you, Liz, is Stardew Valley.
0: Epic.
2: So they...
1: yeah you absolutely love that game so they helped uh, publish that game but they did actually another game they did develop which i played a little bit of was starbound a little bit more of like a terraria
3: but like in space oh i think i've seen that game i don't think i ever played it though
1: yeah i played like a very little bit of it because i played more terraria but so this is their other big game that they did which i was really excited for because i was a big fan of the advanced war series i had a game boy advance and i absolutely loved that series and there isn't many games like this there's a couple that are turn-based strategy games but this one is more of like chess and I absolutely love chess I used to I grew up playing chess with my dad all the time but this game really hit the spot that I've been missing and I don't know it also reminds me on how difficult this game is I don't know if you guys had as much difficulty as me I thought I was like oh, okay you know I know this series kind of pretty well this shouldn't be too difficult for me and, ah, oh, this game is very hard. <laughs> what did you guys think of it?
3: So, I'm in the same boat. I I owned a Game Boy and some DESs in the the old days. DESs? D no, th- the DESs. DS? <laughs> he said, DS's. DESs. You know, those things. Um, but but I don't think I ever got into the advanced war games. I did play a game on my phone that was described as very much of, like a, an advanced wars, but... I don't know. All I know is I agree with you. It, it's stinking hard. <laughs> this game is not easy. It is fun, though. I know that. Oh, it's a lot of fun.
2: I think at the beginning, though, they kind of give you the idea that it's not that hard. Like, they ease you into it, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, crap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I I know for you, Liz, the first hard part was just figuring out how to move.
2: Oh, yeah. I, I turned the game on, and I was ready to play, and I don't know why I struggled so much with it, but I remember texting you and I was like, "I don't even get how to play this game. Like, how do I move?" And you know, the thing is flashing at me like I'm supposed yeah, to select, select it. this character.
1: Press A at this character. <laughs> it was that apparently wasn't. A little embarrassing. You. I mean, no, but I, once I totally you know
2: get it. how to move, you know, it gets it gets easier, <laughs> and then harder.
1: So I can understand why it probably took you a second because. This is the first time we've ever played kind of a game like this.
2: Well, it showed it moving, too. I didn't realize. I don't know. I just wasn't paying attention, I guess.
1: <laughs> and you were also hungry at the time, so you were not having it.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Hangry Liz is, is not a, a good video game, Liz. <laughs> but to kind of
1: to give a synopsis of this game, you are playing a commanding princess named Mercia. Amer- Mercia. Mercia. That's it uh <laughs> so your father's killed at the beginning and so you are taken over the role of the kingdom and you are trying to defend the kingdom from the invading armies of felham and you are basically trying to run away from them because you end up kind of losing and you try to regroup and then try to do a counterattack. the story itself really isn't much to write about uh, i thought it was it was good i thought the characters were cute I know you were complaining about how the story was a little bit, Liz, because you thought it kind of annoyed you that it was mostly text-based dialogue, but every once in a while there was some voice dialogue.
2: What bothered me is that sometimes it would just be like one word, and sometimes they would rephrase what was written on the screen. And for me, I would rather it be all or nothing. Like I don't need to hear like random grunts and then a random word just like shouted at me. So for me, I just feel like they should have like decided if they were going to do the voice or not
3: well no i think you're right about that i think though but even with the the dialogue it would pop up and it wouldn't always read it and that was weird i think some of what you're talking about is like sound effects but in the actual like dialogue i think you're right it wouldn't read all of it and it was weird
1: see for me i actually liked it though because this game it isn't very graphically detailed it's a lot of just pixels And it's text, and as most people complain about when they're texting people, is it's hard to convey emotion through text. Hence why they came out with emojis. And so I feel like that's why I liked the simple words. Because I think it helped you interpret the texts better. Because whenever they would say the one word, they would obviously have like a tone, whether it be like scared or surprised or angry. And I think it made it a bit more interesting and made the story a little bit more dynamic.
2: But they showed the face of the character who was talking so you could see when she was upset and also with things like talking to like a murderer and stuff i feel like you know how they feel i don't know i just i guess i'm just being particular about it but and i also think too, I, I'm, like, a, I'm
3: on the same page as you
2: yeah i mean i don't mind reading the text I, I mean i was actually reading it i thought it was interesting but yeah i just i thought it was distracting more than anything
1: Ah, oh, man, so like, I guess I'm opposite of you guys because I really liked it because I understand why they probably didn't spend the budget for full voice acting. It's a small studio, so like obviously they're not gonna hire a bunch of actors. I'm sure like just the developers themselves actually kind of probably voiced a few lines in it, but I liked it i I thought it actually made the story more interesting. It made me focus better.
3: well, and I can understand the cost. I, I think you're right on that, Andrew, but. And for me, and I don't even think Liz is, maybe. I'll let you speak for yourself, always. But it's not even really a complaint. It was just, like, a weird thing that I, I kind of noticed in passing and didn't really think much about until Liz pointed it out.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't, like, knock points off for it. I do, it's just a preference. Like, keep it or leave it, you know? But
3: Yeah, I think it's fair.
1: But I will say, overall, with, like, the story, I get, obviously, this isn't going to be, like, award-winning story. But this, the thing that does kind of annoy me with the story And I also noticed this with, like, I felt like the story was the equivalent to, like, a fighting game story. Like, a Mortal Kombat. Because, like, it's always just like, hey, we're going to go meet our allies. And there's always, like, some sort of miscommunication, and instead you have to fight the ally. Like, that's literally the premise of, like, any story in any fighting game. And I felt like this was the case. Hey, let's go to these woods. We're allies with them. Oh, they're invaders. We need to fight you guys. And it's like, then you got to do, like, two or three maps... Until finally your characters realize, oh wait, we're allies. we need to stop fighting each other."
2: Are you insulting Mortal Kombat?:
1: <laughs> No, well, because... the story. Well, they just came out with Mortal Kombat 11. I heard the story, and that's actually pretty decent. But if you ever see the dialogue of it, it's always just like, okay, it's just like an excuse to have a fight.
2: Let's fight my Kombat.
1: No, just the story. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I think that's the only thing that's kind of frustrating with the story. Because it's never, like, nothing ever goes right. It's always just like, oh, I bet something's going to go wrong. Up, oh, yep, they're going to fight us. Okay, I guess we have got to do two maps of this.
3: Classic rom-com.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so the story, I think, itself just doesn't do much. But, I mean, obviously, it's enough to set up the game. But, yeah, it's not, like, the most memorable
3: story ever. But I think the whole point though, and you already mentioned this, I believe is it really wasn't ever about the story in this game. It's about the gameplay. That's yes. really what this game is about.
1: And I think they did a fantastic job with the gameplay. I absolutely loved the playstyle of this game. It's it's simple but very difficult. It's it's easy to learn but hard to master. That's a better way of saying it.
3: Yes. It yeah, well, yeah, or I mean, I guess you could say it's got just like a very high skill cap or or whatever, but I, yeah. I agree
1: because it's not like there's a like so many different pieces and stuff. It very much kind of plays like chess. You know, some units are better against other units. Some units have better move speed. Some units take advantage of defense better. So it is a very just strategy heavy game.
3: Yeah, and when you're talking about the difference in your enemies and you, aside from the commanders, basically it's all the same units, just different character designs. So
1: yeah, because you have four different races. You have basically like the humans, you have like the undead, you have the plant people, and then you have like the desert people. And they all essentially have the same units. They're just different skins. Which I think is fine because it obviously would be kind of annoying to have like a dis like advantage and disadvantage. I mean, I wouldn't mind a bit of variety between them, but I don't know. I'm almost okay with just a different reskinning of them.
2: It was either the campaign or the arcade, but there was... One where the units were different. They had like they had ones in the sea that could fight. That yeah, different. because you
1: unlock them farther in the campaign. But when you're playing an arcade game, you can have all available units right away. You just have limited commanders. You have to unlock additional commanders in the arcade game, in order to play them. Wait, you have to play the campaign, the campaign. mode more <laughs> to unlock yeah commanders for the arcade mode. But yeah, as far as units you can build when you play the arcade mode, it's basically like all units are available unless you customize it differently.
3: Yeah, one thing I'd kind of like to see available, I don't know, and I can see where it's not, but would be like if each of those races either had benefits to each other or even like an elemental effect of some sort, I guess. A lot of games like this, I guess, I just want that type of things. But by no means, again, I I think it's... Chess is, I think, the perfect explanation of it because it it really just feels like every move counts.
1: I kind of would have liked a little bit of variety with the different species, kind of like how you play, like, Starcraft, you know, another strategy game where every race, they all essentially have, like, you know, your basic unit and then, like, your advanced units, but they all obviously have strengths and weaknesses. And I think it would have been kind of cool to kind of do that with your races as well. Like, it would have been kind of cool if, like, one race maybe got, like, a little extra gold each turn from the villages. Maybe one race heals a little, but, like, their max hit points are, like, a little bit less... I don't know. I think right. it would be kind of cool to have a little variety. With the yeah, races. and even
3: if it was only like in arcade mode or something that it did that, like maybe you don't get that when you play the campaign because they just want to keep it balanced. But like in arcade, that would be a really cool feature to have.
2: I like that you don't have to look up all the characters though. Uh, yeah, because, I guess that's true.
1: That does make
0: it easier. I mean,
2: I know that the knights don't do well against the spearmen. Like, I mean, there's there's things that you just learn and you can just move quicker. And So for me, it's I like the idea, but if you actually really want to get further in the game. I think that it would just like, kind of slow you down. Well, oh, that is a
1: good point. Yeah. Because I, I there really is agree a lot of minutes.
3: Yeah. And it's also, to your point, it's also right in the game. So even if you don't remember it, it's a simple click away. So to your point, yeah, it is it is nice that it kept it that simple, which I think also goes back to Andrew's point of it's very simple to play, but hard to master. And I think that's why, because it's perfectly balanced in a way, I guess.
2: Yeah. And this is kind of random. I just thought of it, but I love that in the game. So when you're defeating the enemies, they just, you know, like poof disappear. Yeah. Not the animals, though. Like when you're playing the dog and the dog gets mm-hmm. defeated, it hits them and they run away.
3: Yeah. Yep, These yep, people yep. Know I pointed what's this out to Andrew. <laughs> I'm so glad you picked up on that liz because I said the same thing to Andrew last night.
2: The first time that I lost one of the dogs, I was like, oh, no. And then no. I saw them run away, and I was like, oh, thank goodness. These people are so nice. <laughs> All right,
1: that's actually what I think is really kind of funny with this game. The developers are clearly dog lovers. Because one of the commanders, his name's Caesar. And, yes, of course, he is a armored dog. And, of course, he's incredibly adorable. But anytime you do any of the side missions, like, Caesar apparently just kind of wanders off and finds bandits. And the bandits are always like, Trying to insult the dog, but are also like complimenting him. They're like, (laughs) ah, stupid dog, just because you think you're so magnificently beautiful, you think you can (laughs) defeat us. Like, they would always kind of like compliment the dog, (laughs) but also get frustrated with it. But yeah, I always love when Caesar would attack because whenever we do the attack animation, Caesar would just kind of roll on the ground and just like play in the dirt, and he would have crossbow bodyguards that would actually do the fighting for him. They were (laughs) Caesar's personal bodyguards, but it was just always like it always just made me smile because Caesar would just be like playing in the dirt while the all his bodyguards are doing the work.
3: He's just off getting into mischief all the time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So this game clearly they're they're clearly dog lovers, which I actually loved, (laughs) and I think they might not like cats because the main villain in the game (laughs) Sigrid. She kind of looked like a cat. I know she's a vampire, but she kind of looks like a cat. She has cat ears.
2: She has bat ears. Vampires, bats.
3: Uh, No, I think Liz is right, but I thought the same thing as Andrew. But I think you're right, The way she
2: moves, I think she looks like a cat. See, I feel like you just don't really like cats, and you're trying to make this a (laughs) dog versus cats thing, and it's not happening. (laughs)
3: Nah, i it. I to i got to defer to Liz on this one I think you're 100% wrong Andrew She's a vampire And with a low pixel level in this Cat ears and bat ears Hard to distinguish Liz, I don't know. Liz wins this battle Liz I feel one, like we need to have a vote on this
1: If any of, our, any of our listeners Want to back me up I think it's a cat But anyway Don't fight I, that do loser like battle <laughs> I will die on this hill but no, I, I, I do like, though, that, like, okay, but I will at least say that they clearly do at least love dogs. And I'm yes. okay with that. I agree. So overall, I thought the campaign is good in this game, but I think the best part of this game, I didn't, I didn't realize how good it was, is the map editor. Because when I first, like, heard of this game and saw that I had a map editor, it's like, all right, cool, like, people can just create some maps and you're just gonna basically be playing the basic game just with a map that's created. But no, it actually has a very intricate map editor. It's almost very close to Blizzard's map editor that they have for like Starcraft or Warcraft. You can actually change the rules quite significantly in this game and create some really interesting game modes. So all three of us played a game mode where we each have our own lane and enemies just keep spawning in it and anytime you kill an enemy it spawns that enemy in one of the other players lane. So it's basically who can survive the longest and you end up just eventually drowning in enemies, and it's just like you're frantically just trying to survive. We tried to record it yes, the other day, but unfortunately Iron Internet went out, so we weren't able to do it. But I absolutely loved the map editor in this game. I don't know what you guys thought of it, but I, I think it's incredibly cool what people can create with this game.
3: Uh, I'm 100% on board with that. I go back to Warcraft 3. I did some of it with StarCraft as well, and I think that's where I fell in love with what Warcraft was. I won't go in in too much detail, but if any of our our listeners out there, if you know Dota 2, you probably know the history on it, which goes back to Warcraft 3, which, it's remarkable to think that someone could create a game inside of another game that just spun off into something that big. Yeah. Um, So I love when games do this, is really what I'm getting at, and Blizzard is usually the one who does it best, and they're doing it again with their current Overwatch workshop, which is super cool from everything I've seen. Can't wait for it to come to Xbox, but that aside, I loved that in this game. That tower defense game was one we played the other day. I loved that. And then we played one that was just you and I where we played like a MOBA style. All we had to do was move our own characters. But Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was just
1: I'd a 1v1 small have... MOBA.
3: Yeah. I mean, all of your AI moved themselves the same as they would in a MOBA and pretty much in a very direct pattern. But having those types of things in the game just... Adds such a fun element because I love to see what communities of games can create when you give them the opportunity. There's a lot of smart people out there and a lot of creative people, so I think this is awesome. Probably my favorite part of the game.
2: Yeah, I agree with, with you guys. And with the multiplayer, there's so many games that we've played that I really didn't care for, it just seemed like an add on. And this is actually something that I think makes the game better. Like, because I'm, I mean, you can play by yourself, but like the games are different. But they have the same elements, so I think they did a really good job.
1: But the other great thing about the map editor—I don't know if you noticed this, Keith—not only is there like interesting maps and stuff, but you can actually create a full campaign. So I actually downloaded one of them and started playing it, and it was like this whole shipwreck campaign, and it like had its own—I mean—world map, and you traveled to different areas and like fought other missions. So the map editor in this game is just really, really, really well made, and it's just really cool. Like what the, you were able to give people to like the creativity to do in this game, uh, I remember I actually had a lot of fun with it. But you created you uh, we played the world's tiniest war map, and it literally yeah, is it was just what, like, like nine eight spaces big. Yeah, and but that was actually a lot of fun because it, it was a quick game, but you really kind of had to think about where you what you were building, where you were moving, and you com- ended up completely cornering me and ended up just mopping the floor with me.
3: Yeah, it was, it was just like a little mini game of uh, tic-tac-toe, but with, with yeah. units no, and everything. Like, it, was, it was a ton of fun. It, so it's one of those games for sure. If you have a couple friends to play with, it can be, I think, a ton of fun just to go through a lot of these map modes and, and see what's out there and see what people have created, even if you don't really like the game itself. Because um, you can really still access all the content of the game through those games. Maybe in weird roundabout ways, but you can.
1: And actually, that's what's great about this game too. Is it supports online, but it also has couch co-op, which is really good. Any game that has couch co-op, I think, is just a huge plus. But this game yeah, also sure. does cross-platform play, so you actually can also play with other friends from other consoles as well. So this game, oh, if you so have just did, a couple can you friends, do it could be a lot of fun. Switch and Xbox. Yep, because this game originally came out on Switch a couple months ago, and so I was super excited to see that this game was coming on Game Pass, because I thought it was going to be once again a Nintendo exclusive, like Advance Wars was. But luckily, they came to other consoles, which I'm so happy for. So then there was another game mode on this. Uh, I don't think you guys ever got to, because you have to get decently far in the campaign to unlock it. But there's also a puzzle mode in this game. And the puzzle mode in this game is very hard. If you just think the base game itself is hard, the puzzle mode... I, I was only able to beat two of the puzzles. And there's like 25 of them. But you literally are given a board with units, and it just says, you have to win this one turn. So you just have to basically... As a puzzle is, you just got to figure out how to be able to win the game in one turn. And it is very difficult. I checked out the last puzzle, and it looks just impossible. I mean, if you can figure it on your own, that is amazing. But I feel like this is something you just have to go online and see the answer to, because it just looks like it would take so much work.
3: Yeah, because even trying to move 50 units in one turn, one turn might not sound like a long time, but moving 50 units and doing it strategically, dang. Although, yeah. like you said, I think it's kind of like a Rubik's Cube at that point. It's like a formula. And assuming it sets up the same way every time, it's an exact formula almost. Or, and maybe they worked it out so there's a couple different solutions type of deal, but it sounds maybe. Like it's pretty exact. And you could probably just look it up online if you really want to do it. I bet.
1: But this does bring up like one of the points that I really wish this game needs, and that is an undo button. I cannot count how many times I ended up moving a unit, maybe just one more space too far to the left... And it ends up just completely making me lose the game. And there's no, like, checkpoint. It's not like, oh, go back three turns. And, like, you can kind of play back where you were three turns ago. So I, I found this very frustrating with this game. Because you either lose by losing your commander or losing your castle. And nothing frustrates me more, like I said, just by actually putting my commander one space too far. And I see that I did. And it's like, crap, I can't just undo that move and I ended up losing, and then you lose the entire game, and after that whole battle from the very beginning, I, that was so frustrating to me. I really wish they'd come up with a patch and fix that.
2: I don't think it really bothered me because I didn't slip up. But for me, because I would always like double check because I'm like super paranoid, anyways. So I would like check the enemy, check me, check the enemy. So I mean, I think that. Cause you play really quick, cause I you're, do. you're 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 good at games. So, um, but for me, as like a double checker, it didn't bother me. But I can see why it'd be frustrating.
3: Yeah, see, I'm with I'm with you, Liz, on that. Like, I don't think, and I'll I'll be honest, I probably didn't play as much of the campaign as I as I would have liked to have. But from everything I played, I never really made any accidental moves, I guess. But I I tend to play a little bit more cautiously. Like that's one of the nice things about me or for me is that this game has no time limit on your turns so especially if you're just sitting there playing on your couch and hey I want to get up real quick I want to get a drink I want to do this it's very forgiving in that way so that's one thing I will say um but yeah I, I could see where that would be useful though like I don't disagree with you Andrew it just it never really bit me in the butt is all I would say or
2: even if it cost you like 50 gold or something like even if there's like a a small
3: penalty,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. I mean that would be because that's what
3: a lot of things are. Yeah, like if you want to heal an or if you want to heal an ally, you have to go to a base, and you know you get a penalty of health and all of that. So I I think that makes sense too.
1: So gameplay wise, I think that was just my biggest complaint of this game, because nothing's more frustrating just than another just for 30, it? 40 hours. Yeah, because as Liz says, I do play fast. You let your I'm, own bravado take like, you out. Yeah, but yeah, like. I do just play too fast. I'm very much like, oh, move piece here, 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 cool, end my turn. And uh, it would just bite me in the butt so many times.
2: See, I kinda of like to do things while I'm playing it. So I think it's a really great game to eat while you're playing. So it's like <laughs> you take yeah. out of your sandwich and like mull it over, you know? <laughs> Maybe that's just so me. Bad. it's just a good Maybe eating game. Maybe check some Twitter, <laughs> check some
3: text messages, see what's going on. You just uh But like, it is a chair commander. Well, because to your point, actually, I, I noticed this yesterday when we were playing and you weren't really talking that much in the party last night, Liz, when we were playing, but we were watching and, and Andrew goes, wow, that was a really good move. And you like perfectly lined up your pikeman to hit a crit. And I was like, oh, wow, it took you a little bit to get there, but you made a perfect move. So I think and then you're I trying lost. to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, we kind of do. In all fairness, too, we... You got a little bit too excited, but I, we also didn't really figure out what was going on until it was too late. And Andrew had just l- luckily picked the right strategy. I think he had looked at the rules better than we had. I think I really did. I swear. Yeah. No. Okay. Just lines it. his five <laughs> characters up along the one line they can't cross to prevent your lives <laughs> by accident, and and then says, "Oh man, lucky me." You know I don't Let's be to honest Liz, He cheated us. Yeah, we're just yeah, sore losers.
2: It kind of makes me want to play chess again, too, because I played that growing up, too, because it did remind me of it. I'm like, oh, man, it's been like a decade.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah, I used to play a lot in, like, high
2: school.
3: We used yeah. to, like, sit around and just, like, play it in study halls and stuff. I was like, I don't know, you know, enough better to do. So, yeah, I agree.
2: Which do they have chess random. on Game Pass? <laughs> Is there, like, did your schools have chess clubs? Sorry, I me and Melissa were talking mm-hmm. about this, and, like, I've never heard of a school that had a chess club. I think no, we did. Oh, we I didn't do it was a I don't TV think it was thing. like a chess
3: club that would go play other schools. It was just oh. kind of like a hey instead of study a hall, school? you could call that some sort of elective club and go play chess. So I think I did that.
2: Was that public or private?
3: That oh, was uh, a public. My well, was private. See, I don't know. I didn't
1: look too much in the clubs in my high school, I'm, I, but I'm pretty sure we had a chess club.
2: I am not. I not looked so forward sure to anything
3: that I didn't have to go to class. That was my rule. Oh, so
1: it wasn't an after school activity for you Keith?
3: No. Like I said, it like replaced like a study hall. It was great.
2: Oh, Jeez. The only activity that I did was badminton after school because I had to wait, had to wait <laughs> for a the nerd. city bus yeah. anyways. So it was like, nerd. oh, I'll badminton for half an hour, you know? By yourself? No. It was, there's a lot of people there. <laughs> but, but, no,
3: I, I actually take back my nerd statement. Badminton is pretty dang cool.
2: <laughs> it's awesome.
1: But anyway, but I guess back to Wargroove. I mean, I guess there really isn't too much to say about this game. It really is just kind of a simple game, but it is a lot of fun. But I guess as far as uh, achievement hunting goes, though, it does a. It's an okay game, I guess, for achievements. It's very hard, and some of the achievements. There's not too many of the achievements, so some of them will take a lot of work. Like one of them is to get 200 stars in the campaign, which every level will give you three stars. So there's just a ton of levels in the single player campaign, and then in order to get the high score on every single one of those levels, that's a lot of work. But there's still a good amount, like it is a little in for you uh, doing the campaign, like for completing a chapter, there's like a couple for uh, playing online, winning online. You can usually do that with just a couple friends, as we did. So as far as achievement hunting goes, this I would not recommend this game. If, if you plan on 100%ing this game for achievements, I probably don't recommend it in this game. But It'll at least give you a good couple that are pretty easy. But I, besides that, I think that's about it for this game. There really wasn't too much to talk about. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. So getting into final thoughts, overall, I really like this game. It really kind of hit a nice soft spot for me for uh, when I was a kid playing Advance Wars. So I really like this game. I think it's very hard. But luckily, the game does have a nice difficulty adjuster. You can even customize how you want the difficulty To where you can have, like, the enemies do less damage or you get more gold per turn. So there's a nice way that you can actually adjust the difficulty for yourself. But if you're looking for a challenge, this game's really good for it. The puzzle mode in it is very hard. The campaign is good, but it's not great. But the multiplayer is amazing. If you go and check out the map editor, you'll find some really fun games. And there's just a lot to this game. This game just has a lot of meat to it. And it's very simple, but there's a lot you can do with it. So overall, I'm giving this game, an I'd say, an 85. I think it's really good. It's game mode. If, if this just isn't a game that you like, like, this won't make you love this style of game. If you're not a big turn-based strategy fan, you're not going to... This game's not going to make you instantly fall in love with this genre. But if you do like this genre, this is a very good game and worth picking up.
3: So for me, yeah. So I would say... Honestly, I've got really no complaints about the game as far as what it is. I think it's great. I don't really know that there's much to say about it that hasn't already been said. The graphics aren't going to blow you away, but that's not what it's built on. It's built on the gameplay. For me, I didn't have, I don't think, the same nostalgia you had going into this game, but I liked it a lot. I'd say probably I'd go with like an 18 for me. Because again, map editor, freaking awesome. Just can't get, can't push that enough. Like, again, if you're on Game Pass, just get it and play those.
2: (laughs) This game, I I was really struggling with what to rate it because (laughs) when I first started playing it, I was just like, oh, this looks like it's going to suck. And, like, it's not really a game that, like, I would want to watch somebody play and I just... I didn't think it was going to be good.
1: Yeah, it's not a fun game to watch.
2: Yeah, but then I guess I like turn-based games because, like, it's I didn't think I was going to like it, and then I ended up liking it. I think that it's a game that you can play a a quick thing and and then um, before you move on the map again, you can take a break and you can just, like, come back to it. I actually do see myself in the future going back to the game and just, like, playing a level here and there. Uh, I like, like, the little things, too, with the terrain. Like, remember, like, you can have your dog go on the hill to look more around at the surroundings. So, I mean, there's little things in the game that I really appreciated, too. So, I don't know. It's not a game that I love so much I have to, like, binge play it. But I had enough fun that I'm going to play it again. So, I think maybe an 83. I think I'm in the middle of you guys.
1: You actually make a good point, Liz. This actually is a thing that's really good about this game. It is a game you can easily put down for like a month and just be like, ah, I just want to play a quick game or two. And it's a game I think you can just easily pick up and know exactly how to play. Like, it's not a game where it's like, oh, how do I do the controls? It's very simple that you could pick it up easily.
3: There's that, but there's also even just on that solid point – don't tell your mom this, because I know you keep telling her you can't pause an online game. This game literally <laughs> has an option where you can just suspend a mission midway through midway through a turn and come back to it. So, well, you can't do it if you're
1: playing online.
3: Well, not if you're playing online. So, yeah, you, mom, I can't pause an online game, but <laughs> I can pause a video game. So even to that point, like if you want to just sit down and say, hey, I'm just waiting for my friend to get here. I got 15 minutes, and then I got to run when I text them, or when they text me, whatever it is. You can literally pause it and run out the door and save wherever you are. So I think that is a really good point about it, too.
2: Which I think we That's a all... weird feature that
1: you brought up, Keith. Sorry, Lisa. Oh, sorry, You're basically saying this game has a pause feature in single player. Well, yeah. my game doesn't have a pause feature in single player.
3: No, but the fact that a lot of games, you can't literally just pause it in the middle of your turn, close and the game, and okay. walk away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because you know where you suspend left off the characters are
2: highlighted. Feature. Yeah.
3: Yeah, there's no like, oh, I can shut this off and just start this back at my last checkpoint, which is nice, but you literally pick up right where you left off when you close the game. That's yeah. my point. But maybe I've worded it weird, so
2: <laughs> But I think that we're all right around the Metacritic score, which I believe is eight point one. The user score is a little gnarly at five ish, I think. I like to read the uh, the comments, but I didn't have internet for like a whole week, so I just I know the scores, but yeah, we're right around there
1: but yeah so so we're pretty close to the metacritic score but uh right now on the xbox store this full retail this game goes for 20 bucks would you guys recommend this to a friend who doesn't have game pass
3: i think it's a completely fair price for it um i don't know if it's a game i would just price aside i don't know if it's a game i'd recommend unless i just to the right friend maybe. Um, but yeah, overall, I wouldn't be running out to tell people about this game. But if someone asked me about it and said, hey, for 20 bucks, is this worth it? I'd say yes. But as always, I'd say just get Game Pass for $10 a month and then you have that and many other games. So, or you could have six months free from me if you just keep listening to this podcast.
2: I think, I think it's worth it. 20 bucks it's something that i didn't enjoy it until after i was already playing like looking at other people play or if you look at youtube videos i don't think you're gonna be like oh yeah i want to spend 20 bucks but once you start playing i think it's worth the 20 but i think you you just have to take that that jump
1: yeah for me this game is definitely worth 20 bucks and i actually think i might spend that 20 bucks and get on the switch because this game i think is fantastic on the switch like the uh, this would be so plays, much
3: fun on an airplane.
2: Oh, yeah. Car ride, yeah. How quick
1: you could just instantly yeah. pick this game up. And as Keith was saying, how you can suspend the game where you're at. If, like, obviously, <laughs> oh, right, right to my, I arrived at my destination. Just let me pause my game, like, right where I'm at. So I think this game is a fantastic game to have on your Switch. But I also really love achievements. So I love to play this on my Xbox because I want to get achievements. I'm still waiting for Xbox Live to come on the Switch and then the
3: achievements will switch over. Uh, oh, on that that'll set. be awesome for you, especially.
1: Oh, yeah. but uh, So I'm, like, semi-tempted to actually spend the 20 bucks to get this on my Switch, even though I have it on my Xbox. But, yeah, I absolutely recommend this for 20 bucks. I would recommend, too, for people to at least try it on Game Pass, because this is a very kind of unique style of game. This isn't... Because since Advanced Wars, I haven't really seen a game that does this kind of style so well. And... I've always been waiting for a new Advance Wars, but then this came out, and this is at least fills that void that I've been waiting for. So yeah, I absolutely recommend this. If you have a friend or two to you can play this game with, this game is a bunch of fun. It's a lot of fun playing with friends. But I think that is overall going to do it for us. This is going to be, a, for once, one of our quicker episodes. Uh, after last week, our last week episode was way too long. I, Sorry I just about had that. This, this thought.
3: <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I interject this late? Because this did just cross my mind. No, you cannot. You are just a co-host. You shut your
1: mouth. Oh, jeez.
3: Well, I'm going to say it anyways. So you've actually probably (laughs) seen this shirt, and I still own it to this day. It says Needham Chess Club, like (laughs) Needham, Massachusetts. Found it (laughs) on a street corner in Boston one day. Took it home, washed it. It fit. I've kept it. You found it on the street? there's a chess club somewhere in Needham. Yeah, it was on the street. But again, I took it home and I washed it. It's clean now. Whatever. Get over it. And you still have it?
2: Someone probably died in it.
3: Yeah, I do. It's Boston. I'll, I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post it on Twitter.
1: Post on Twitter. Heck, you can do no that as a kid. Who wants a Needham chess club shirt from the middle of the street of Boston? Message you. Asking for a friend. Watch the person who lost that shirt in Boston is listening to this and they're like, Oh, that's the kid who stole my Needham chess club shirt. Like
3: that son of a <laughs> We should uh, really end this though.
1: Yeah, well, that's going to do it for us this week at the Pass Grab Bag. Uh, if you enjoyed listening, which, by the way, thank you so much for all of you who have been listening. Uh, we did see that apparently the UK took over uh, Germany for uh, second most listens. Unfortunately, you guys probably aren't going to beat the U.S. U.S. Is, is substantially far ahead in the first. But thank you all so much who have been listening to us uh, ramble and kind of figure out this podcast, because these are early episodes. And any early episode of the podcast... Our next two unlistenable, they're pretty terrible. And I personally think we're, we're still kind of in a rough patch. But we're getting there. We're, tr- we're trying to figure out what we're doing. But uh, thank you so much for those of you who have been sticking around listening. We do greatly appreciate it. But uh, if there's anything you think we got horribly wrong or you have any sort of comments, feel free to message us on our Twitter at GPGBPod or on our Facebook at GamePassGrabBag. You can also send us an email at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. I have been your hardcore gamer host Andrew. you can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird 01844 where I haven't really been doing much of the mixer because we've been having internet issues uh, even now but hopefully we're getting that fixed out because we also just recently moved but I will be streaming again very soon. Um, you can also follow me at Twitter at a Milton 01952 and that is about it, is Keith.
2: A.N. Milton or A. Milton? I think it's A.N. Uh, Milton yeah. I need to
1: change my Twitter handle because A- I keep forgetting <laughs> it might
2: be A.N. Milton. Milton
3: 01952 why do I know your Twitter handle better than you? I
2: don't
1: you? know I need to just make something simple like Dingus <laughs> my Twitter handle is like yeah, Dingus or I'll see make if that's it taken.
2: Your, your streamer name that would probably be the I smart know, thing to do <laughs> you
1: know what Liz get out of here with your logic <laughs> alright Keith where can we find you
3: smart ideas you can find me all kinds of places, I guess. Twitter, KeithLynch121C, one, one, easy. Uh, I'm on <laughs> Xbox Live, Little Fluffy, Mixer, same name. If you just go to my Twitter, I actually have a link to my Mixer right on there. Super convenient. And um, you can see actually, go back and listen it. to our first episodes. Don't listen to Andrew. They're not unlistenable. Go back and listen to him if you haven't. <laughs> and then keep listening because, again, free stuff. From me, Liz, I'm not saying, take it away.
1: I'm not saying the episodes are unlistenable, but let's be honest. Any podcast, very first episodes are pretty rough. And
2: we're,
3: Yeah, we're, Andrew was pretty bad good. on them. But seriously, Liz, where can we find you?
2: <laughs> and I've been Liz the Noob. My gamer tag is come on, I'm Dean, but I don't stream. You're welcome. Not subjecting you to that. You <laughs> so you're welcome. Then,
1: I think yours would be the most interesting.
2: I yell at when I'm i to <laughs> So, yeah, all of a sudden...
0: Green
2: man, no! You you should stream your Perfect Dark (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I play so much Perfect Dark, it's really sad. Um, I'm on Twitter, at Liz the Noob. Noob is E-W. And you guys should tweet Andrew and tell him that cats are also great.
1: Send him some cat pictures! I'm not saying cats aren't great. Just dogs are better.
2: Send him some cat pictures. If you have a cat, send a picture of your cat.
1: I mean, I'm maybe going to get, like, one or two cat pictures. I'll, I'll accept those.
2: Do you know what? If you guys don't send them, I'll just have to send them. Tweet <laughs> all lazy, your cat so pictures at it.
3: Andrew. That's what we want you to do. <laughs> Again, Keith. that's and Milton 01952. All the cat pictures. You know what? <laughs> or don't.
1: It. You know, because we're not your parents. You don't have to send us anything. <laughs> there. How about that? All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you all so much for uh, stuck around listening to us. We, we greatly appreciate it. You know, we love you guys. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. bye And sorry, I forgot to add this earlier in the episode, everyone. But next week is Keith's pick. And unfortunately, Keith is not here. But Keith is picking The Senders, which is a dirt bike racing game, which is going to be our first racing game. And I think it'll oh, be really crap. interesting. <laughs> and Liz is going to have a lot of fun with it because she is hilarious to watch playing racing games. But check out for that episode next week. And we'll see you guys then.